0: We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au 2020,
1: bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au our special guest this hour, legendary evangelist Bill Newman. Bill, uh, when I say legendary evangelist, you don't get a big head about that. do you? I know you're a humble guy, but you've been around so long now, you're a part of the furniture when it comes to you know, evangelist in Australia.
2: Well, an old-timer, but I think the sun's old anyway, and it comes up fresh every morning, so that's what I just uh, hope that we do. But uh, what a note to come in on, uh, uh, Neil, uh, one way, and uh, that's our message. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And what a thrill to proclaim that kind of message right around Australia
1: and uh, in various parts of the world. I want to invite our listeners to give us a call and uh, perhaps contribute to mm. our conversation today, Bill, because uh, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about some serious stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to invite uh, listeners, we're going to open our lines, one eight hundred eighty-eight 880 876 You might have a question, you might have a comment about evangelism in Australia. You might like to tell us what you think is happening with The evangelists of Australia. You might be saying, where are the evangelists in Australia? (laughs) Uh, You you are welcome to give us a call today. But, Bill... Mm -hmm. Uh, something very important. You've just gotten back from Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to talk to you about uh, why you were in Sri Lanka. Well, uh, Sri Lanka is
2: opening like a flower of the gospel. Will Graham from the Billy Graham Association went there to conduct a crusade in in Colombo, and what a fabulous time it was. Uh, every night, they invited me to come along because, uh, Neil, Billy Graham is very low at the moment. He was 95 in, um, in November, and uh, they had this thing called My Hope America, Right across the country, they produce this fabulous uh, DVD called The Cross. And I invite people to get in touch with the Billy Graham people. They can show that uh, DVD at uh, their Easter services. And it's absolutely brilliant. Um, So many people got behind it. Uh, Rupert Murdoch put it on Fox right across America, which is a miracle in itself. And uh, that was brilliant. And, uh, you know, he reached uh, 95 years old, more people... That he's ever reached in his whole life, you know. So, you know, there's there's hope for every one
1: of us yet. But, uh, well, that was an exciting time. Now, you were in Sri Lanka, and you were not the primary evangelist. You were relegated to the bench. (laughs) Our our Bill Newman, relegated to the bench. Uh, Will Graham, the grandson of Billy Graham, was the evangelist for these crusades in Sri Lanka. But uh, you were called on by Billy Graham Crusades to be the backup just in case Will was called home because Billy Graham is very very as you say very low at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. what do, what do you ascertain from what those sorts of thoughts might be
2: well he wants to go home to glory he wants to go home to heaven he's missing Ruth terribly and he's getting a, he said to Franklin "His son, oh don't grow old don't grow old you know and uh, old age is not for wimps so you know he, and he's battling he's got about six nurses that attend to him around the clock and uh, he could go to glory at any moment and so Will would have to go home straight away and he asked me very kindly if I'd just come and just be there so that we could take over the meetings if uh, if he had to immediately go home. They are wonderful, the Billy Graham people, and they just want to make sure that everything is done so
1: well and so right. You know, uh, when we think of Billy Graham Mm -hmm. uh, and all of the decades that he has Mm. preached the gospel around the world and uh, a living treasure as he is Mm -hmm. now, uh, there are a lot of Christians who would mention the name Billy Graham in the same breath as the likes of Mandela. That's right. Uh, He is held in such high esteem. And for an evangelist to be held in that sort of high esteem is just a special thing. Well, it
2: is, and he's he's royalty in America. You know, Australia kind of you know have this law mentality where we you know, but over there, when when Billy Graham dies, I'm not sure whether they'll have the body in state in Washington, but certainly there'll be a huge tent in Charlotte, which is his home base, and uh, they'll have they've even got you Neil know, the the buses organised from the airport out to uh, the the where the, uh, the 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 body will lie in state. Um, absolutely uh, incredible. The I mean, Billy Graham goes into hospital for a couple of days. It's across the news media right across America. They love him so much because all those years he's poured out his life. And um he's you know, if you get Billy Graham's biography you'll see that he was friend of presidents. But you know the beautiful thing about he and Ruthie's wife was that they were just ordinary folks. And that you know, what he was in the public arena, he was the same thing in private, just a normal, humble guy. And I think that's why God used him in such a
1: remarkable way. Well, listeners are invited to call and join our conversation this hour, one 800 Gary is from Tambo, Upper. Hello, Gary. Welcome to 2020. How are you, guys? Very good. Gary, you wanted to contribute to our conversation. Uh, Bill Newman's here with us.
0: Yes, um, how are you, guys? Uh, Bill, um yeah, I just agree with actually what he was just saying at the end about being ordinary um, and uh, not not trying to put um, people up perhaps on a pedestal because I think it makes the average Christian think that um, only evangelists can evangelize. And I um, am an evangelist, so for me it's easy to do because that's the main gifting God's given me. But I actually gave a little talk, a sermon at our church about two months ago. Um, the pastor said, "You're the evangelist. Why don't you give the message?" And it was good because I could relate to people that it's fear that holds us back. Mm-hmm. And we all, every day, talk to people and engage people, and that's what Jesus did. We engage them, we meet them where they're at, and then just through some props, some simple questions, we can actually ask them about if they have any spirituality, any faith, or do you believe in the Big Bang, or do you think that God, you know, made this? Just to start something. And so it's not that hard. We don't need to learn techniques and formulas because God has made us who we are. But even though we're not a born evangelist, everyone can evangelize. But I just think sometimes people think, oh, look, I'm not an evangelist, so I'll leave it up to the evangelist. And if Mm. we did that, we'd be waiting a long time for the Lord to return.
2: (laughs) You're right, Gary. You're right on the button there because, uh, yeah, uh, we're not called to be evangelists, but everybody's called to be a witness, good or bad anyway. But uh, you're you're right, mate.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that I thought was hilarious that I just only happened Two days ago, I went to start a new job because work's very sporadic down here in Gippsland. So, I went to start a new job, and my wife said, "Oh, look, you're not going to start, you know, evangelising and talking about God straight away. Just, just take it easy. <laughs> look, I, look, I won't, I won't say anything. I won't start any conversation. All right? Now, I'd been working for three hours with this lovely young girl who was training me at this job in the motel, and I had not said a thing until she asked me what I do outside of this. And I said, oh, actually, I've taught CRE down here at Lake Entrance and that for three years. And she said, oh, really? Oh, that Jesus was the most perfect man, blah, blah, blah. And she brought all this out. And I said, oh, which church do you go to? And she said, well, I'm actually a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> and funny enough, for the next six hours, she asked and asked and asked.
2: Wow, And I wonderful. was able
0: to share the truth that Jesus yeah. is Lord. Stop calling him just a man who was once was an angel because you're being taught that. Jesus is Lord, he loves you, he wants to know you Yeah, yeah, just yeah went
2: through uh, you, you, That's wonderful Gary And you know, more of, of that the better When mm-hmm.
0: i supposed to talk, the Lord can make it happen So yeah. I just thought that was hilarious And I came home and told my wife And she said, oh well <laughs> there you go, <laughs> she started it
2: Gary, you're living in one of the best areas in the country Gippsland, we just love Gippsland beautiful, and beautiful, uh, isn't it? You, you, you're so fortunate mate, God bless you too God bless
0: you and keep up the great work And
2: you too Gary, thanks for your call so much mate We really appreciate it No problems
1: Bill, when we talk about evangelists, uh, sometimes you know there's that scripture there in Ephesians chapter four. When Christ ascended, He gave gifts to the church, and mm-hmm. one of those apostles, prophets, evangelists, yeah, yeah. Uh, pastors, and teachers. When you say not everybody's an evangelist, but everyone's a witness. Yeah, uh, but witnesses do uh, involve themselves in the evangelism because mm. they're sharing their faith. Yeah, just uh, and as Gary was saying, you know, you
2: don't have to engineer circumstance, but every morning just say, Lord, use me. That's what Deal Moody, the great old evangelist and he said Lord lead me to someone today and just be prepared to just um, ask the Lord to just guide you and wonderfully he does but uh, it doesn't um, you know, negate that we should do a little bit of work on the subject and get onto some good books about witnessing how to share your faith and uh, get with someone that you know can do it effectively, my wife is a much better evangelist than I'll ever be and uh, she just naturally just shares Christ, just just spills out of her heart and uh, you know the more that we love jesus the more we want to tell people about him if a guy loves a girl or a girl loves a guy they can't help but tell the story and if we really love him and we see people with desperate needs uh, you know just ask the lord to just guide you and and uh, feel it's like feeling around the top of a glass when you feel there's a little chink there just just that's the area to come in on you know but just be available
1: Hey, it's great to have you along with us today on 2020. It's Neil Johnson with you. Legendary Australian Evangelist Bill Newman is our special guest and just uh, listening into Bob there, uh, you've, you're very familiar with the word for today, Bill.
2: I love it. Well, I've been using it for years and I encourage people to get it, whether they do it on the on the website or whether they... My wife has been sending it out to people for years and she has a little brew that she sends it out to and, uh, you know, it's second to none and I really encourage people to get
1: onto to it. Word for Today. It's just fabulous. I find it keeps your feet on the ground oh, yeah, because yeah. Uh, if you're exposed yeah. to uh, any media anywhere, and yeah. I'm talking about mainstream type media, mm-hmm. and uh, you're watching the latest sitcoms and you're watching some of those reality programs, you could get the impression that everything's rosy in the world. Mm-hmm. In actual fact, Everything's not rosy in the world. And if we were just drawing attention to uh, our earlier conversation uh, talking about that tragic uh, oh, circumstance yeah, yeah. in Victoria yeah, where yeah. a father attacked his son, yeah. killed his son, yeah, and then yeah. police shot the father, it's yeah. just everybody's yeah. talking about that. Oh. But Bill, let me just uh, talk about all the other bad things for a moment, because I'm interested in the heartbeat of yeah. of a Christian evangelist, an Aussie evangelist, when it comes to these things. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things the nation faces, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, uh, we mentioned domestic violence, but binge drinking culture in mm-hmm. uh, in young people is crime everywhere. Yeah. It seems to be so many murders that are happening oh, yeah, today. Just yeah. the headlines are filled with them. Mm-hmm. Health crises that people are facing, mm-hmm. uh, the challenges that the elderly face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that huge one is drought oh, that is, yeah. is uh, you know, crippling so oh, many communities yeah, around I- the country.
2: Yeah, well you know I was just listening to that security ad a moment ago The folk behind us um, They went and went to England for a few days And the, some young people just busted a door Went in, stole stuff in the house Took the keys, stole his car And uh, they found it burned out sometime later on Those kids were desperate And we're seeing so much of that You know, that that's affecting us personally Someone right next door, you know And um, you know, there's so much So many problems I oh, watched that, uh, the mother of Luke Beattie on the television, Neil, and just watching her very, very carefully, and she's talking about that, uh, and I don't know how she ever did the interview. Son's just being killed and she's uh, being interviewed, but um, uh, she said, look, that home over there, these, these homes are all nice looking, uh, but uh, inside they've got so many problems, and it's true. There's wall-to-wall hell behind those beautiful front doors, and, uh, you know, it's really
1: sad. Would it be fair to say that just because someone has a nice, clean, shiny-looking facade, Mm -hmm. uh, that could be... Uh, a real cover-up for what's going on beneath, uh, lives burning down. Oh,
2: it's it's a, it's a mask. And people are good at putting on a mask. You know, guys are good at putting on a mask. But the the tragedy that's happening in so many homes, um, and, and I think of those people in the drought situations, one guy shot all his cattle and uh, because they love their animals out there, mm-hmm. shot all the, his cattle and then shot himself. You know, I mean, they are facing desperate, desperate times, and people are like that in society.
1: And some might be saying, Bill, where are the evangelists Mm. with not only words of hope Uh uh, and comfort, but also that challenge that says there is a God. Yeah. Uh, that there is a separation from God, that yeah. is man's sin, and yeah. there is reconciliation that can happen yeah. when one responds to this gospel. We're seeing a resurgence of young people uh, that really want to
2: get out and proclaim the good news. Evangelism is a, it just means good news. Bringing good news. It's like the old Greek runner that came back into the town and he told the people, good news, we've won the battle. (laughs) And that's where the word uh, evangelist comes from, a proclaimer of good news. In a a world filled with bad news, and we're seeing it every day, and you've been talking about some of those tragic issues, and uh, they're around everywhere. You and I come across people all the time, broken lives. I was out at um, uh, Springfield Lakes. Oh, they, there's Greg Gardner, a dear old friend of mine who uh, you would know well, and we uh, did filming in Israel and all that sort of thing. But he's become pastor of a church and they've just established a church out there, went out there to the opening. But uh, David Morrison, who's one of the counselors out there, great guy, he gave the talk, and he gave a brilliant talk, Neil. He took a glass, and it was just nice, beautiful glass. But then he took another ba- glass out of the bag that was broken, and that was just so indicative of broken lives, they torn, broken lives. And people listening all around Australia, there's broken lives, broken in their families, broken in their personal lives, shattered, all their dreams and all that sort of thing. And they're wondering, what, what's the answer to this whole thing? And then, uh, of course, he used the illustration of Christ coming into the life, and then he produces another glass, which is beautiful again. And that's what Christ can do.
1: John from Melbourne uh, John, welcome to
3: 2020 Oh, how are you? You're doing a great job You're, you're a blessing to this country Great uh, What's
1: your uh, contribution to our conversation today, John?
3: Well, obviously um, One is obviously we need evangelists um, um, But one of my um, uh, um, setbacks in a sense of um, that, I don't, that I struggle with Is if the way the church is trying to evangelise To get people into the church they use a lot of multimedia and all that. And, and I can understand we need to use the technology like they have light like shows and it's like a nightclub and, and, and it's, it's, to me, that's a show. It's not church. Church is about relationships. It's about people who have intimate relationships together, spend time together, have a meal together. Instead of having a little bit of bread, they actually sit down and have a meal and they have community, communion um, at a table together. They invite people out for dinner. It's about talking about people's problems, carrying people's burdens. Uh, um, so I, I have a very hard time to call, you know, some of these like churches like Hillsong and that. To me, that's not a church. It's, it's a show. And we need to speak what truth and what it actually is and not try to use, you know, the world's corruption, you know, the way, world's ways to try to win people when we are all called as individuals to the body of Christ and to walk in love, and as we love our neighbor and we love people, well, that's what's going to speak louder than any rock concert that we put on and light show and all this, you know, corruption that we're using to draw people in, and then we call that church. To me, that's not a church. Mm. To me, that's a show, and we need to be honest and say what it is. It's a rock concert. People go in there. They get on a high. They get a feeling. Music has a way of affecting people's emotions, there's nothing wrong with music in its own, but we cannot call wor- um, worship. We make that worship. Worship is the way we love God, the way we love our neighbours. So I'm, I'm really disappointed, and I think we've got a lot to answer for.
1: Well, John, when, when it comes to some of those big churches that you mentioned, obviously they are meeting a... True community need, and I don't think the gospel is something that has been taking second place in some of those big churches. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the gospel still is front and center. Bill, what are your thoughts? Different strokes for different folks, Uh, and some of those places are
2: needed. But look, I'm I'm with John a lot here too, because um, even when people come to Christ at our meetings, uh, we get them into a one to one situation where we can, you know, disciple them. I'm big on discipleship and loving people along, being with them because that's how it happens with me as a young person I gave my life to christ and someone came alongside me encouraged me and that's what we need more encouragement in in the uh, in the christian church today is desperately needed i need to encourage you you need to encourage me and we need to build community building into people's lives and uh, john's absolutely right but then i think there's a place for every different style and uh, you know some of those places they're reaching people for the lord
1: and uh, but john's right too we have to build them into community and of course, this message of the gospel—it is a personal message that's shared one on one. And I think one of the things John's talking about too there is uh, is you know that that, that that there is a friendship that is yeah. a part of that, and the compassion of Christ in yeah. an individual's heart that reaches out to someone who's going through a tough time. Mass,
2: mass evangelism boils down to a personal evangelism, putting people into one to one situation where we can share Christ, and that's where it's really all about. And uh, you know, whether it's in a in a large situation or a small situation, we've got to get them into that situation where we can share Christ personally with people. Uh,
1: The old terminology, uh, friendship evangelism, Mm -hmm. uh, it's never gone away. uh, But it sometimes seems to me, Bill, that uh, people in church life, uh, they're just like everybody else in the community and don't have time. Uh, you've got to free up some time yep. to be able yep. to spend time with people. If we're serious about it, you know, what's
2: our priorities in life? And, uh, you know, our priorities ought to be, you know, that we're willing and open and prepared and ready to share Christ. We're big on friendship evangelism. We train people about that in the church where they can, you know, get rid of the fear factor because, you know, really it's fear that stops a lot of people from, from, and then it might be something in their life, there's sin in their life that's stopping. Different things stop people from really sharing the message of Jesus Christ, but once you have a, a little bit of knowledge about how to effectively do that and develop some people skills,
1: you know, it's a uh you know, it's thrilling to see the doors that God will open up for you. Well, thank you so much to John from Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, for sharing with us today. Uh, great to have you as part of twenty twenty. Uh, we'll come back and talk some more in just a few moments, too, Bill. And uh, don't want to lose track of some of these big challenges yeah, oh, yeah, the nation yeah. is facing, mm-hmm. uh, the under uh, the undercurrent of of tragedy that's happening in so mm-hmm. many people's lives, mm-hmm. and the answer that evangelists have upon their lips. Yeah. And, of course, every witness has upon their lips, too. We'll come back and talk some more. You can contribute to our conversation. Uh, call us here at 2020. The lines are open one eight hundred eighty eight 880 876 Neil Johnson with you, and great to have our special guest today, Bill Newman, legendary Australian evangelist. We're talking about evangelism. We're also talking about some of the undercurrent of tragedy and the hardships that Australians are facing. And uh, the very fact that people need hope, but more than hope, and more even than an arm around their shoulder, they need mm. to hear and respond. To this message of the gospel. Yeah, well Jesus had
2: exactly the same thing coming with his acts of compassion and his teaching, you know, but primarily came to seek and to save the lost so we have to have the the whole thing in balance where we see the social needs of people, there's also the horizontal aspect of the cross, there's the vertical aspect of of the cross and we have to keep that in in balance all of the time, but you know, we've seen wonderful things happening because of our you know, I remember in Hobart uh, the Salvation Army were giving out Bread and also invitations to meetings. And uh, someone came in, got some, they came to the meeting and uh, gave their lives to Christ. So it's always working in balance all of the time. You know, this this caricature of the evangelist, you know, getting up and proclaiming, and we need more of that. God wants his word proclaimed. I believe there's a, there's a wonderful blessing in that when people get up and simply proclaim the word of Christ. But really, uh, you know, I believe in every church, Neil, there are evangelists people that have a real burden to share the message of Jesus Christ with lost people, and they do have that skill. It's up to us and pastors and uh, church leaders to surface those people in within that church and develop them and encourage them
1: uh, in in the area of witnessing and sharing. Let me pick up on that, the importance of recognizing that gift on someone's life, because yep. uh, you might have people who really are magnetic mm. uh, when it comes to attracting people. Yep. Uh, they have the respect people, they have a certain authority with about them when they yeah. share that message mm. but if they're not recognised in their local church, sometimes that gift can be left uh, to stagnate.
2: Well, I, I, that's why we take young guys away with us. Where <laughs> one guy, Where else is he going to get 6,000 people to preach to <laughs> and short message? and he's fired up and he's ready to go but the local church is not going to allow him to get up and preach. The thing is we have to be discerning and there are young guys and girls too who are got coming along too, and they have this ability to proclaim christ let's really develop them all we possibly can. Billy Graham said it well he said the the gift of the evangelist is not recognized enough in the local church, and he he was right in but if we can surface that, get those 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 young people going with a passion because that's what we need we need. Passion. We need people that are really sold out and really want to see people wonder Christ. And my heart breaks. Like Jesus looked over Jerusalem and he wept and cried. And that's what we've lost. Neil, come with me to Indonesia. Come with me to um, Malaysia. Come with me to India and these places where I go. They are passionate. They pack their churches out. They want to reach people for Christ. Come back here, ho-hum, you know, and uh, all just so, you
1: know. Yeah, uh, are we typically here in Australia uh, filled with so many doubts, uh, so many fears? You yeah. mentioned fears earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much materialism surrounding us that uh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, that that passion's not coming forth in the way that it ought to. Uh, perhaps, how does that passion come? Time Just, on your knees or uh, where does it come from?
2: No, it's it's, it's all, everything and all. Um, you know, it's, I think get with Jesus Get his heart. That's what we need today. He's looking at Australia. His heart is breaking for Australia. He's seeing all the heartache. Yes, he's seeing the droughts. He's seeing the broken families. He's seeing men with that have got unresolved anger in their lives. They're just boiling up and they just want to lash out. And, uh, you know, their poor wife and families are copying it everywhere. Now, it's a tragic scene. But Jesus is the answer. He's the one who transforms our life. He's the one who gives us love and pours it into our life and gives us self-control. Uh, you know, I don't know what we would do. I mean, my background's Irish. What hope have I got? It's like, Bob well, yes. Gash. <laughs> but, uh, you, know, it's, you know, but having Jesus in our life, he's the one that just floods and fills our heart with love for other people, and that's what we need today, that compassion. But, you know, what, what do we need to stir up this country? Where you desperately need revival in the church in Australia today,
1: Neil. Uh, we've already said we've lost count of the number of decades that mm-hmm. you have been treading the stage <laughs> as an evangelist. Uh, you have seen thousands upon thousands come to Christ in that time it's the cutting edge it's that point where we say uh, when people come forward Mm -hmm. they're responding to this Mm -hmm. message of the gospel Mm -hmm. it's the starting point of their life Ongoing from that needs to be transformation, yep, uh, needs to yep. be a discipleship, mm-hmm, and there yep. are people in church life who might mm, not yep. have the gift of the evangelist, but yeah. they're the ones who are caring, that are yeah. coming around, that yeah. are befriending, yep. and that are a part of those people's lives, and they're beginning then to grow, mm. and that growth is such an important aspect of evangelism, too. It's not just, it's not just uh, catching the fish.
2: Look around for people in your church that you can encourage. There are young people. Get them into your homes. I would not be going home on for Christ today had not believers because they came at that time from a non-Christian home. Keep your eyes open. Don't just live for yourselves. I think of William Booth who it incapacitated to the last moments of his life. And uh, he couldn't make it to a big conference, but he set a, sent a telegram and there was only one word in the telegram. And the word was others others. And if we stop looking for ourselves, living for ourselves, self-centered, selfish, but we say, Lord, give me that compassion for others. And
1: and we'll start to have this this compassion to reach out to the lost. Uh, When you talk about that person with the gift of an evangelism mm-hmm. in the local church it's mm-hmm. not just because they're exuberant and seem like they come from another planet and all they want to talk about is jesus but <laughs> uh, but this compassion for others is the thing that sometimes is is the most uh, um what do you call it you know uh, uh, when you've got a you know it, it, it's contagious
2: you're standing in the gap
1: It's like the man in Ezekiel. He's got one hand on God.
2: He can't let go of God. He's got one hand on man, and he can't let go of of man. He's standing in the gap, and that's what we need today, people who are in touch with their God but are in touch with their fellow man as well and wanting to bring them together in reconciliation. God has given us the message of reconciliation to bring people back to God, and that's the message that Australia needs to hear today. The lost are lost. And we've got to reach them. doesn't matter whether it's the up and outs or the down and outs. We all need to reach them for Christ. Let
1: me put you on the spot here, Bill Newman. <laughs> uh, how quickly can you uh, deliver a message of the gospel uh, that will bring a response? Uh, I, can you do this in
2: 60 seconds? I can do it in less. Um, when I came to Christ, there was a guy that said, Bill, Uh, You know, this is the first message of the gospel that I heard. He said, Bill, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, will have everlasting life. Bill, do it this way. For God so loved Bill that he gave his one and only son that if Bill believes in him, Bill won't perish, but Bill will have everlasting life. Friends, you're listening to me now. If you're not sure, put your name in there as well. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that if you believe in him,
1: You won't perish, but you are going to have eternal life. And in that moment, uh, one of the things that sometimes is hard to come to grips about is Mm. that our status before God changes. Mm. And uh, when we talk about the difference Mm. between Christians and non-Christians, Christians have come to a point where they have Come to Christ. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is a certain sense in which understanding that we're sinners before God, there is repentance, Mm -hmm. uh, a turning away from those old Mm -hmm. things and a turning to Christ. Uh, the repentance, of course, is a very important part of this gospel message. Yes, absolutely true. You know, and uh, no conviction,
2: no conversion. So we have to see that we're sinners in the sight of a holy God. But then we need to come to the cross. That's the message of the cross. Christ, what did He die for our sins? We've lost that today. And, and you know, we've got to have that message of you know, man is unregenerate. Man is a sinner in the sight of God. The only place our sin can be forgiven is at the cross of Christ. We Come to the cross, repent of our sins, receive Jesus. He gives us the gift of eternal life, and then he gives us power for living. So I can be, with his help, the kind of dad I need to be, the kind of husband I need to be on some, this Valentine's Day. I'm glad somebody told me I've got to sneak around now and get a bunch of flowers. You know? <laughs> I got convicted by some guy you earlier. Know?
1: I've shared with <laughs> this before with you. Uh, one of the first times I ever saw you speak, and we're going back now for oh, three dear, decades, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were talking about, uh, in fact, I can remember the line that you used. Oh, really? Uh, you, wow. you said to me, Oh, well, you didn't say it to me. You said actually to the crowd. There's hundreds of people there. You said, uh, uh, "You said, you know what? I never kissed my wife until the day I married her." Hmm. But I tell you, I kissed my girlfriend a time the <laughs> time. <laughs> Do you remember saying that well,
2: well, Yeah. Well, Dot said to me, someone said to Dot one time, come on, it can't be all so good in your marriage, uh, Dot. You know, haven't you ever thought of divorce? I'm so happy. She was horrified. She said, I've never thought of divorce. She said, I've thought of murder many times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bill Newman, we've got to go. The news is coming up very shortly. Thanks uh, so much so for being with us so good to be today. with
2: you, Neil. And God bless everybody listening to us today.